Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Friday edition of the show. We are headed into the weekend. Expected to get a little snow later this evening. I hope that doesn't mess up anything with high school games, but uh, kind of a crazy deal here. No snow, warmer weather, uh, and now we've got an opportunity for some snow tonight. But glad you're with us. We head into a big weekend for basketball here in Indiana. I know so many of you aren't NBA people. You don't keep up with the Pacers. I get it. I understand But a really special weekend it is for the state. Really a special four or five day period with so many great basketball events going on. So many famous people and players, former players coming in town. Indiana truly will be on a worldwide scale when it comes to all the all-star activities. And the bulk of them get underway tonight. You've got the Rising Stars game, the little Panini mini tournament uh, of Rising Stars uh, tonight at, uh, I believe it is at uh, the Bankers Life Fieldhouse or whatever, the Gainbridge Fieldhouse. I can't keep up with the name of it. But then All-Star Saturday night, which I love what they've done with that. It's very much a kid's event very family friendly by moving it to Lucas Oil Stadium. I think they're able to fit more people and obviously have more uh, lower cost tickets. I think that's uh, obviously uh, a big draw for for people that can't afford to go to the game or can't even get a ticket to the game on Sunday night back over at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. But I hope you'll tune some of that in. I realize you might not be crazy about the NBA, but it will be a great showcase of basketball in our state. And one of the great things, I know we're a little disconnected from Indianapolis. We're more in the Louisville area. But one of the things I think everybody in this state can take some pride in is that, I tell you what, Indianapolis knows how to run events. The NCAA, the Final Four, uh, All-Star Games, so many big events, sports and otherwise. But Indianapolis always seems to get really good marks when it comes to hosting events. And I have no doubt that this will uh, be anything other than a big, big success for Indianapolis and really the, the greater metro Indianapolis area and obviously the state as well. But when it's a basketball deal, the All-Star Game... NCAA Final Four, uh, something along those lines. It's extra special because we really do have a great reputation uh, being the basketball state around the world. People recognize Indiana for its basketball and its love of the game. And so anytime that can be showcased, I think it's a special thing. On top of that, we're heading into the final few weekends of the regular season. We got the tournament pairings show Sunday, which will carry on the Big X. So we'll know all the pathways for local teams to have success in the upcoming state tournament. Uh, Very much look forward to that. And then coming up, uh, of course, on Sunday, Indiana Northwestern, a a tough game for the Hoosiers. Northwestern, a quality ball club. We talked some about that game yesterday. We'll do more today. 
course, Northwestern with an injury to their point guard who is out for the season. So uh, definitely a, uh, a concerning moment there, a concerning time for Northwestern trying to continue on with a successful season after the loss of a really key player uh, this year. There's no question about that. But Northwestern, um, they're good. Uh, they've recorded wins over Purdue this season, 17-8 and overall. They've had some really good wins. They're going to be a definite NCAA tournament team. Uh, there's no question about that. I think it, it really the rest of the way will determine how high their seed is. I do want to point out last night in New Jersey, Northwestern did come up short. 63-60 to Rutgers was the final score there. So uh, definitely um, a little surprise, but trying to find their way without their starting point guard, uh, definitely some tough road to figure out there. So can Indiana capitalize on that? Can Indiana get a win at home and give Northwestern two straight losses, which is something I don't think they've seen. Uh, well, they did. They lost to Purdue and Northwestern, or Purdue and Minnesota, excuse me, back-to-back games uh, back right at the end of January and the start of February. But outside of that, it's been a lot of victories for this Northwestern team, especially in conference play. Glad you're with us for the Friday show. Let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a few moments are Hoosier Headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana Sports News. In segment one, we'll go through some of the headlines uh, with that IU Northwestern game. We got to talk about Caitlin Clark last night of Iowa. She is so fun to watch. Uh, that Iowa team is something. I think they're going to have a great chance to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately for the IU women, they're going to be a big challenge for them in the Big Ten tournament. I don't think there's any question about that. But Caitlin Clark now the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. And how it happened last night pretty early in that game, just amazing. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, and more here in the opening segment, including a look at uh, high school basketball tonight across the area. Uh, later today, Dylan Wallace, former sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will be with us. We'll dig into IU Northwestern. We'll talk the NBA All-Star activities in Indianapolis this weekend with Dylan. And then later in the show, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star will join in. And Kyle's the high school writer, the preps guy for the Star. He does an outstanding job covering boys basketball, recruiting, and more. But he's had to double dip some. He's done some All-Star our stuff some pretty neat content this week and so we'll get a chat with him a little bit later in the show today that's the lineup a service of honey baked ham in new albany uh, check them out for lunch they've got wonderful sandwiches soups and salads that are made fresh daily and uh, you might find something else you want to take home as well as they have a variety of dinner packages give honey baked ham in new albany a try I think you'll be glad that you did. Again, Honey Baked Ham show lineup each day here on the program. Let's look at the uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450 is the number. As always, we invite you to send in your questions and comments. You can sound off on the Hoosiers. Uh, you can talk about just about anything you'd like to with us here on this Friday program. It might be a question for one of our guests. I'm curious, is anybody in southern Indiana taking time out? Did you buy some tickets? Are you taking the kids to the All-Star game? I know it's awful expensive. Are you going to any of the other auxiliary activities that take place along that? Uh, would like to know if anybody from the area is going. It should be a fun weekend. And, again, there are all sorts of events outside of the actual All-Star game to uh, enjoy, whether it's a family environment or, obviously, even kids as well. Uh, but 502-414 is the uh, 1450 is the Thornton's text line. Love to hear from you here on this Friday edition of the show. 
Uh, let's get into our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. And let's start with this. Our broadcast tonight, New Albany hosting Bedford, will have the pregame coverage around 7-10 here on the Big X. And very much looking forward to that game. I think it'll be a competitive game. Bedford has had a solid season. New Albany maybe not playing their best basketball the last handful of games, but they've had a really good year under first-year coach Jason Jones. So I'm excited to see this one tonight to wrap up basketball at the doghouse for the 23-24 high school season. And still some regular season hoops left for New Albany and for local teams, but uh, wrapping up the home series of games for New Albany tonight. Join us if you can't make it out to the doghouse or to another high school game. Again, we'll be on about 7-10, a.m., 96.1 FM. We'll be streaming online as well. Uh, lots of ways to catch up with us, whether you're in your vehicle at home or you're going to be out at another ball game. We'd love to have you join us for our play-by-play coverage tonight. Uh, getting into the IU Northwestern game, on Sunday, a 3 p.m. game on Fox Sports 1. So it's going to get some television there for sure. Not a Peacock game, which is probably a good thing uh, for Indiana fans. But Indiana at this point, maybe you could say they're playing for pride, maybe for a potential spot in the NIT uh, over these last seven regular season games. I went on record yesterday taking a wild guess. I think Indiana's going to win three of the last seven. I, I don't know anything. I have no inside information. But I do think Indiana has the ability to finish reasonable the rest of the way and try to salvage what they can of this season. But I just simply don't see Indiana making it to an NCAA tournament. It would take a miraculous effort at this point. It would take a Big Ten tournament conference championship basically at this point. But I think still an important game that will help tell the story of how the rest of the games will go the six after this Sunday's game. The story with Northwestern is uh, Barry, their point guard, who is out. He averaged just over 11.5 points a game. He is going to be down, and it's really not a real deep team. Boo Booey, uh, Brooks Barnheiser, Ryan Landborg, they are uh, kind of the key um, uh, uh, players for this uh, Northwestern team. But Bowie, obviously a guy that has, has had his way at times with Indiana. He's now a fifth-year senior for Northwestern, and he, I'm assuming, will kind of be the guy with the ball in his hands a lot with Barry out of the game. Barnheiser, uh, the son of a great high school coach in Indiana, played in Lafayette. And uh, so he is obviously someone that uh, uh, is a name that we recognize from the Hoosier State. Uh, but Indiana, I think, ripe for an opportunity to be competitive at home and maybe get a victory. We'll see how it plays out. Northwestern, even without Barry, still a really tough team. And as they come in from Rutgers, they are going to be looking for uh, a big win to get back on the winning side of things, that is for sure. So IU Northwestern coming up on Sunday, going to be a lot of fun. We'll have the broadcast here on the Big X. Also, Caitlin Clark of Iowa, uh, unbelievable. I didn't get to watch the game last night, but I saw the shot very early in the game as far as how things played out early. Um, I tell you what, uh, she basically made a couple strides, maybe one long stride across half court, fired up a volleyball line plus three is how I would probably describe it. And that's the shot that makes her the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball in NCAA history. Uh, just an amazing uh, shot at that point of the game. She has the confidence, the ability the blessing of her coaches, 
to make that kind of opportunity, to make that kind of shot, and she hit it. And she does so on a fairly regular basis. And uh, really neat to hear her talk, talk after the game, and I'm paraphrasing, but I think she's glad she reached the mark, glad she set the mark, but I think that she also uh, understands that this is about her team. And she said, now that the mark is broken, again, paraphrasing here, I hope the focus can go back on her teammates, her coaches, the Iowa program as they gear up trying to do something special in the month, month of March. But uh, women's basketball, Indiana, obviously it's growing. They're better. The fan interest is there. The attendance has been wonderful. There's been some sellouts for some of these big games, which have been awesome. And as we get into the national tournament in March, uh, a person like Caitlin Clark and the story that she is and the type of player that she is is only going to help women's basketball get even more opportunity to grow and be seen and be watched uh, when the NCAA tournament gets here. So you can bet that there's advertisers and NCAA people and others that are hoping Caitlin Clark and Iowa can make an outstanding run in the month of March and maybe get to the Final Four and be playing on the last day of the women's season. But she was absolutely outstanding last night uh, for Iowa and the all-time leading score now in women's college basketball. Just amazing. Girls Semi-State at New Albany coming up on Saturday. If you're looking for high-stakes postseason basketball, it's a great ticket right here locally. It's the South 1A Semi-State. Starts at 10 a.m., Jack Sindel, who's 21-5, will take on Lanesville, who's 26-1. In Game 2, North Central Farmersburg, they are 18-10. They are going to take on Wood Memorial, that is 16-10. So two 10-loss teams will play in the noon game at New Albany. Um, but that first game, I think if Lanesville's going to get a challenge, it's going to be Jack Sindel on Saturday. Uh, but Lanesville, from what I can tell, what I can see, what others that have kept up with girls basketball across southern Indiana far more than I have this season. I think Lanesville is a big, big favorite to win that semi-state on Saturday and get to a state championship game. Uh, Saturday up north at Frankfurt, that's where the 1A girls semi-state is at. You've got Union City, who's a 12-loss team against Clinton uh, Clinton uh, County, Clinton Central, excuse me, that's a 24-1 and team. And then Caston at 22-3 and against Marquette Catholic at 22-4 and in the second game. So there are some good teams still alive up north, but Lanesville just seems to be a very, very special ball club this season, and it's going to be fun to see if they can bring home a championship again this year in 1A basketball. Uh, looking across the area tonight, as far as games go, uh, Borden is at Clarksville. That's a pretty interesting game tonight. I think it could be a good one. Uh, Charlestown is at Salem here on this Friday night. Christian Academy, they are off tonight, but they play at Canelton, a 1A ball club, on Saturday evening. Uh, also, Floyd Central, they are off tonight, but will play Bloomington North. Should be a good game on Saturday for the Highlanders. Henryville, a doubleheader this weekend here late in the year. They're going to play at West Washington tonight, at Crothersville on Saturday. Jeffersonville tonight at Evansville Wrights. Could be a decent game for the Red Devils. And as Steve Kerberg mentioned yesterday, if you're looking for a good boys game to go to on Saturday night, Jeffersonville will host Evansville Christian, a 
1A ball club, but they are number one in the state in 1A basketball, and they are 20-1 and one on the season. Now, they've not played a lot of big school programs. As I go back through their schedule, they did play Heritage Hills. That was their one loss of the season, Trent Sicily and the Patriots. They have played a handful of 3A schools in southern Indiana, but the only other 4A school I see was a win 57-54 over Terre Haute North back right after Thanksgiving to start the season. So this is a good Evansville Christian team, just a 1A ball club, but I do think they have a chance to challenge Jeffersonville on Saturday. New Albany has the Bedford game tonight. Then they get ready for Brownstown on the road next Tuesday. New Washington hosts South Central tonight plays at Switzerland County uh, tomorrow, and then a big weekend for Providence. They play North Harrison at home tonight, and that should be an easy win for Providence. North Harrison, just a two-win team this season, but Providence will host Silver Creek on Saturday night. That's a rivalry game and should be a lot of fun here in Southern Indiana High School basketball for a mid-February game. Rock Creek in action. Uh, They host Trinity Lutheran, a good 1A opponent for the 10-10 Rock Creek team that is dangerous. They are young, they are getting better, and they are a dangerous team to watch as you enter the postseason. I mentioned Silver Creek and Providence on Saturday. The Dragons also have a game tonight. They play at Cordon Central, a Mid-Southern Conference game here on Friday night. That's a look at high school basketball across the area. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. We'll dig into IU Northwestern, more on Caitlin Clark of Iowa, amazing player, and we'll talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend and a lot more coming up. Stay with us here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program. Uh, a couple of notes I wanted to mention last night at Scribner Middle School, the Clark Floyd County Championships for 7th and 8th grade middle school boys basketball. Scribner won the 7th grade championship. They defeated Highland Hills, which is the feeder middle school to Floyd Central. That's the team that a player named Carson Studemeyer is the real key for Scribner, a really a good player, someone to really watch as he develops as to maybe be a great high school player here in the area. The eighth grade, no question who was going to win that. Scribner defeated Parkview, one of the Jeffersonville feeder schools. Noah Washington is the leader of that group. There's a lot of people buzzing about him. We've talked about him already as an eighth grader on this show, but he's had some unbelievable dunks in middle school games. A very skilled player who, again, you think about Romeo Langford and how good he was as a middle schooler. Noah's in that discussion. He's got a chance to be something really special here in the area, and he helped lead Scribner to the eighth grade championship last night. So I know a lot of people went to the game, not parents or family, just wanted to see some of the next uh, generation, you could say, of high school basketball stars. 
here in the area, but definitely Noah Washington has got a chance to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a very special player here in the area. So I wanted to mention that Scribner victorious in both 7th and 8th grade last night. Also a quick text on the Thornton's text line I wanted to get to from a texter. Uh, let me bring it up here. It says, uh, if I can get it to load, are any of the probable Indiana high school all-stars seriously considering Indiana? It should be a good class of possible recruits, but I wonder if Coach Woodson is putting enough emphasis on getting Indiana players. I know Purdue already has Benner from Brownstown, and they seem to own the state. Now, I wouldn't say that I have the feeling uh, that Purdue owns the state when it comes to in-state guys, although they do have a number of in-state players on their roster. Um, as far as potential all-stars for this year, obviously as we get a little bit later into the spring, that roster will be announced. The Mr. Basketball process will be cut to the finalist, and then ultimately a Mr. Basketball will be named. I don't know that there will be many all-stars outside of guys like Benner that are already committed that are high major players, so I don't know that Indiana – is recruiting or could potentially miss anyone that's still out there uncommitted from in-state. But obviously, a guy like Benner at Brownstown, I mean, Indiana showed interest. Purdue just seemed to get in on him earlier. And he really does fit the Matt Painter, Purdue Boilermaker style of basketball. I think he has a chance to really fit in nicely there. So, uh, But yeah, we'll look at that as the all-star roster comes out. I don't know if there's anybody out there uncommitted that Indiana really needs to be in on. And I don't know outside of Benner, I'm trying to think who else maybe that will be an all-star that Indiana recruited and missed on or didn't recruit but maybe should have recruited. We'll have to look into that. Dylan Wallace, former sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, he joins me Fridays on the program as we talk IU basketball and so much more. And Dylan, I want to run the gamut with you on some hoops things today. Let's start with Caitlin Clark last night. She pulls up for basically a volleyball line three-pointer early in the game. She sinks it. She's the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. She's an unbelievable player, an unbelievable story, and I'm a fan. I can't wait to see what she's able to get done with her Iowa teammates in the women's NCAA tournament. Yeah, she's been incredible this year again, uh, just like she was last year, and it feels like she has been for a while. Um you know, the shot to, to break the record was about as perfect as you could get for a player like her. You know, she's, she's kind of become famous for having kind of unlimited range. And for her, I think I, I heard her say, it, you know, postgame to, to, to Molly was basically, or Holly Rowe, she was like, you know, I think I told my teammates, you know, if I was close, I was going to just pull up from wherever I could to try to break it. And uh, she did and, and nailed it first try. Uh, so that was a uh, pretty cool moment and a great shot to do record on. Um, you know, she's she's so fun to watch, and she's really kind of changed, you know, uh, you know, women's college basketball. She's such a big draw. Every game, it seems like she's playing, and it's a sellout. You know, she'll be in Bloomington, you know, in about six days from now, and it'll be a sellout crowd in Indiana. So um, it, it's just great for the game that there's so many eyes and attention on her, and um, she's been a great kind of ambassador for the sport. And, you know, I think she's only, what, 139 points away now from uh, Pete Nervich's, you know, college basketball scoring record. So, um, you know, I think that'll be the, something everyone has their eyes on, you know, with however many games they, they have left plus the tournament to see if she can get close to it. Um, so, you know, I'll be curious to see how the team's able to do. I do think still, you know, they, they obviously made the, the tournament championship uh, last year, but weren't able to, to beat LSU. But, um, I just think, you know, she the team goes as she goes. If she's on fire, they have a chance to win. But, you know, they don't have like a Cezano like they had last year. 
So the team might be slightly weaker than they were a year ago, but, you know, if she's as good as she has been playing, it might not matter. But you just hope, you know, she can kind of get enough help from the teammates around her to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. So that's the one thing that you could be slightly concerned about because, you know, everyone's going to want Iowa to get far in the tournament because the farther they go, the more everyone gets to watch her and the more eyes there are. So um, hopefully they're able to, to, to make a deep run with her and, um, you know, if she keeps playing like that and making shots like that, I'm sure they'll, they'll do just fine. So, uh, fun, fun season left to go for the women's basketball, and uh, hopefully Caitlin Clark's a, a big part of it. And then, you know, we'll see what she does. If she, she goes to the WNBA and gets drafted or if she wants to stay another year, because I think she still can. So that's going to be an interesting thing we'll have to follow as, as uh, her career comes to a close at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And I've not kept up with it all season. I know she's really good. I know Iowa is really good in the Big Ten Conference, but are they a number one seed candidate right now for the women's tournament? I've, I've got to believe that they are. Yeah, no doubt. They're number two in the country, um, and I think they'll most likely definitely be a uh, number one seed unless you know they go on a crazy losing streak to end the Big Ten play, but I don't think that's going to happen. So you know whether or not they're going to be the one seed in the Big Ten Conference is still up for grabs. You know, I think Ohio State, uh, you know, especially after – Iowa lost to, to Nebraska last Sunday. I think Ohio State has sort of taken control of that the Big Ten conference standings, and you know Indiana's still in the mix. They're you know they're uh, they're twelve and two, and Iowa's twelve and two. Iowa obviously has a tiebreaker when they beat them, and Ohio State's thirteen and one. So Iowa might not be the one seed in the Big Ten tournament, but NCAA tournament wise, you know the top two team in the country right now. Um, you know they're going to have a big game against IU. You know coming up next week, so IU can sort of try to make a surge toward Ohio State. And then Iowa plays Ohio State in the last game of the regular season. So that's March 3rd, right before the, the Women's Big Ten Tournament. So you know, that game could basically be for the, the, the top spot in the conference and the conference championship. And, uh, you know, if Indiana can can somehow knock off Iowa next Thursday, you know, they'll be in the mix, too, for the conference title. So it's a tight race between those three teams, which is really fun to pay attention to. But, yeah, come, come tournament time in March, Iowa will probably be hosting – those first two games in Carver Hawkeye Arena. So that seems to be pretty much a lock. Yeah, interesting stuff talking with Dylan Wallace. Uh, let's get into All-Star Weekend. I know you're on the far northern side of the state now, Dylan. We've we've lost you and your great coverage from southern Indiana as you're now up yeah. at Notre Dame and South Bend. But uh, it's still a special weekend for the state. And I know a lot of people say, Matt, you know, I'm just not an NBA person. I'm not an All-Star Game person, especially when there's no defense being played. And I get yeah. all that. I know if you're here in southern Indiana, your focus might be not even on Indiana. It might be on Louisville or Kentucky. It's a very unique sports area when it comes to college sports, and it seems sometimes the Pacers are so far away when they're really not. But that said, it's a real showcase of basketball, and Indiana and Indianapolis and basketball in our state are going to be on showcase in a big, big way this weekend because I think everybody across the world recognizes the role that Indiana plays and the passion that comes from this state at all levels of basketball. So it's going to be neat to watch the events over the weekend uh, and see the different levels of basketball in Indiana that are shown or referenced or the different gyms that might get an opportunity to be uh, shown quickly on television. Uh, It's a real showcase for the state. Even if you're not an NBA person and even if you're not an all-star game person, it's still something to be proud of, I think, this weekend. Yeah, it's still super cool to be able to host this kind of weekend in in your city um, especially with the state like Indiana, who just lives, breathes basketball. And, you know, the last night they had a TNT broadcast with, you know, Shaq and, and Charles Barkley and all those guys, and it, they were doing the game, but they had Reggie Miller on the set. 
who basically just kind of gave a really good talk about why basketball is so special in the state of Indiana. So, um, you know, they're kind of playing that up a little bit, which is which is really cool to, to see. And you know, whether or not you're you're not the biggest NBA person, but you know, everyone knows who all the best players are. And to have all of those players in one spot in the same city for a weekend is just really cool. You know, they're all going to be out and about on Saturday for the, you know, the dunk contest and the three-point contest. And then, you know, Sunday's obviously the game where all of them are playing. I think it helps that, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is uh, partaking in some of the all-star festivities this year. I think he's in the three-point contest and he's an all-star as well. So, you know, for the Pacers to actually have a player good enough to be, you know, in the festivities is always a, a good thing as well. So, you know, I think this Pacers are kind of a young, fun team. There's, there's a little bit more NBA following this year because of how good and exciting they've been. Um, so I think that helps. And, it's just really cool, you know, all the, the coolest, best players in the world, the Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, like all the names that everyone should know, you know, to be kind of hanging out in Indianapolis. is just cool. And it's just another thing Indianapolis kind of has to check off their list. They have NCAA tournaments. They have the Final Four. You know, they've had, you know, the College Football Championship, the Big Ten Championship, and you know, now they have the All-Star Game here. It's just another big thing for the, for the, the city to kind of continue to have prove why it's a good host site. So, um, it's, it's going to be a fun weekend for sure. I know some people, some friends of mine are going up, you know, tonight to see the All-Star the Celebrity Game and Rising Star Challenge. And, you know, some people are going to see the Duncan three-point contest tomorrow. So it's, it's a fun time. And it kind of, you know, gets us in a basketball spirit right before, you know, I think Indy hosts the March Madness Games too this weekend or in, in March. So that's going to be fun. It's just, it's a, it's a good state to host basketball because everyone cares so much about it. And all the biggest names are here. So that's a lot of fun. Talking with uh, Dylan Wallace, uh, let's get into IU Northwestern on Sunday. It's a big basketball weekend. In fact, Sunday is going to be an awesome day of college hoops into the NBA All-Star later in the evening. Um, I, I don't know what to make. Northwestern's been really good. Uh, they beat Purdue. They've got some outstanding wins on their resume. Uh, they've had a great year in conference play. But with the injury to Ty Berry, Will they be a different team? And we saw them go on the road, albeit to Rutgers last night, and lose by three points to the Scarlet Knights. So it's one of those games where if you're an Indiana fan and you know this team is reeling and they really need a win to stop the bleeding, maybe it's a Northwestern team on Sunday that could be a lot easier to beat than a Northwestern team a week ago, unfortunately for Northwestern, given the injury to their point guard. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, Barry was shooting extremely well from three this year and really taking kind of step up. You know, he was on the team last year, but he just seemed a lot better this season. It's a huge blow for them in their backcourt, but, um, you know, they, they had a, a pretty good, they played a decently well against Rutgers last night. And that's the Rutgers team that, honestly, they've won four in a row. They're playing a lot better. Um, and they're, they've been tough to beat at home, you know, as, as obviously Indiana, we know that. they can. We, Indiana can never beat them uh, in uh, Jersey Mike's arena. But, so, you know, not a terrible loss for, for Northwestern last night, but you know, it's a, it's a it's a game that they don't want the losses to continue to add up. So I think it's going to be a tough game for Indiana, especially because they still got Boo Booey, who just seems to always give Indiana trouble. Players like that who can really, you know, Indiana's had a hard time containing the drive this year. So a player like Boo Booey who can really break you down, drive and kick and get get to his teammates open three pointers or, or finish around the rim. Um, it's going to be a struggle. You know, Northwestern beat Indiana twice last year. They they kind of really smoked him in Assembly Hall. Indiana made a late comeback to make it close. And then they were up big, you know, in Northwestern, too. And Indiana also made a comeback that they couldn't close. So, you know, Northwestern's had Indiana's number. Mike Woodson has never beaten them. Um, and, and although they did lose Tiberi, I still think this is a pretty formidable opponent. 
Fubu is a really good player who, who just makes things happen for them. So um, they need to be on their A game. They've had a week off. The last time they had a week off, they came out and they played pretty well at Illinois. You know, it was a game that seemed like they could have won, but they lost. So, you know, you, hopefully the time off has given them some more time, especially after getting embarrassed in Mackey Arena to sort of reset and maybe come out a little bit fired up to play. But it's going to be a tough game. You know, if anything that wins this game, it's, it, that's a really good win. This is still a good Northwestern team with really good players and a team that is likely going to the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, for Indiana, it'd be a nice win for them to get, but it's going to be a tough game. And, you know, I'm a little nervous with the week off and just how bad it's been for them. You know, a team like Northwestern, who's who's probably going to want to try to, you know, redeem themselves after just losing a road game. They don't want the losses to stack up against them because they're fighting for a tournament spot. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, a tough challenge. But, you know, if Indiana can come out and, and really play tough and play hard, you know, it'd be a really solid win for the team. And it could be a win that could maybe get them momentum i think the tournament's probably too far out of reach for now but you know you still want to see the team play hard and compete and throw some pride so hopefully you know a good game on sunday could, could kind of help steer them a little bit more in the right direction this season Dylan Wallace with us here on Fridays. We talk all things IU and really about anything in college sports and basketball. Uh, Dylan, final question. A uh, lot of talk about recruiting. Uh, obviously, a lot of talk about the transfer portal, uh, especially given Indiana's situation this year. Uh, how big of a concern are some of the losses and missing the NCAA tournament very likely? How big of a concern is that when it comes to recruiting? It, it obviously can't help the situation. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. You know, it, it hurts because you know it seemed like there was so much positive momentum with the program the last two years. You know, the first year you kind of had the strong surge at the end. You made the play-in. You won the game. You played in the round of 64. The year after that, you know, you were a four seed. You were runner-up in the Big Ten Conference. It seemed like there was some real momentum. You you got some really talented players in with Jalen Justino, Malik Renu. You know, you got Mackenzie and Baco this year. You got a clear wear in the transfer portal. Like, They've had nice additions to their team, but this year to have it just go so poorly and really just go downhill, you know, I think it hurts a little bit, especially the way you, you see just the style it is in playing, the way they use the guards, you know. Dylan Huchifino can't be your only success story at the at the guard position, you know, because that's what you need to win in college basketball. And, you know, missing on Boogie Flynn I think really hurts. And only having Liam McNeely coming in next year, um, is, is not the, the greatest thing, you know, even though I think everyone's really excited about him. You know, I think the, the at least the ex- expectations for Indiana to probably go to the transfer portal to try to add more backcourt pieces in the offseason. Um, you know, but, but it's, not, it's not a sustainable formula every single year. I know teams have tried to do it uh, to just go transfer portal and change the team every year, but we've seen this year, you know, you, just, you need to have some sort of a foundation, and that starts with recruiting and getting guys in who can – you know, being your program for a few years. I know it's harder and harder to find that nowadays with the way things are. But, um, you know, you're going to hope that Indiana can continue to recruit at a high level. I think, you know, the 2025 class is going to be a big one. But like like, we, like we're talking about, you know, not succeeding as a team, you know, is going to hurt your chances to try to pull in some of these bigger recruits. Not having success at positions on the floor to show recruits of this is how we can use you does not help your case to try to bring somebody in, you know. So, I think Indiana's got a lot of good resources. They have a lot of good NIL resources. So, you know, that should be able to help them get some better players. But, you know, the with how kind of toxic it's starting to get right now with this season, um, it, it's going to make it harder to, to bring guys in. But, you know, there, there are still a lot of games left. And, and like I said, you know, a win against Northwestern Sunday could help 
you know, steer some momentum in the right direction for this team. And, you know, as long as you try to close the year with some positivity and some good momentum and some, some nice wins, you, know, you can hopefully point to that and be like, and, and sort of try to still recruit them. We have a vision going forward. You know, you, you're the piece that's missing or whatever it, it can be. So, um, but yeah, I think all around right now, people are really concerned about not just how badly this season went, but how kind of uncertain the future is in terms of players you're going to have, who's going to leave or stay from this year's team, who are you going to be able to bring in, who are you recruiting, you know, who are you going to go after. It, it, there's just a lot of questions right now. Um, and when you're not winning games, the questions get louder and louder, um, especially when you're missing on some of the recruits. You know, that just adds to the kind of the panic. So um, there's going to be a lot of things in NBA basketball is going to have to clean up. Um, and, you know, honestly, it just starts with, you know, being competitive the rest of the season. I, I know the season, the tournament might be out of reach, but, you know, to, to show some pride, like I said, and play better uh, can only help your case. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, a really interesting, you know, last sort of month of the year for Indiana right now to see what they do and how they're able to kind of salvage some of this and if they can kind of get some momentum in recruiting because that's kind of how you ultimately get your foundation of your program at where it needs to be. Cause, um, Dylan Wallace with us right Friday's Dylan, great yeah. stuff. Enjoy a wonderful weekend of basketball, and uh, we'll do this again next Friday. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, Dylan Wallace with us here on this Friday show. Don't forget Bedford at New Albany tonight in boys basketball pregame coverage at 710 here on the Big X, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, and streaming online. We'll head to a break. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star is with us in the next segment to close out the week. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Friday show. A few minutes left, and we get to spend them with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, I know our chats most weeks are high school basketball and recruiting and things along those lines, but uh, you're with the Star. Those are your focuses as well, but uh, a little all-star game assistance I know you've been providing this week. Uh, for those of us a couple hours south and maybe not able to participate in the event or attend some of the events. What's what's the feel in the city like right now? I know it's a first-class city when it comes to hosting events, especially when it's something with basketball or sports. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to getting down there tomorrow a little bit more and, and being part of it. But I uh, was down there uh, here a couple days ago, and it's definitely – you know all the signage that's up, and the uh, you know it just feels like it's uh, it's a big weekend, which it is. And of course, a lot of stuff started yesterday down there with uh, you know the announcement of the uh, Oscar Robertson statue that'll be coming in um, you know uh, next year at Christmas Attics, and you know I had a chance to talk to him about that earlier. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just a always feels like a big event, um, you know. And, and Indianapolis obviously does does those things really well, so should be a really fun uh, weekend uh will you be covering any of the events will you be attending any of the events with your family yeah we're gonna go tomorrow uh, i'm gonna uh kind of feel bad because there's so much stuff going on with high school but uh, don't don't get to do this stuff very much so yeah we're gonna go down tomorrow and 
and uh, be part of that. And I actually had a I had an Oscar Robertson story that ran uh, last night in conjunction with that announcement of the statue that's being uh, commissioned for him. Uh, with the it'll be at Attics uh, eventually uh, next year probably, but uh, but they made that announcement last night, so I had a chance to talk to him about that. So I think that's about all I'll be contributing as far as stories go. But uh, it was definitely fun to talk to him and. You know, I've had an opportunity, been lucky enough to do that over the years a few times. And, uh, you know, he's obviously, if not the most famous, uh, certainly one of the most famous players to come from Indiana in, in history. So a uh, very important story that he has to tell and and uh, always fun to talk with him. Absolutely. Talking with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star, i got to say one of the things that has just blown me away, and it's not just Indianapolis, but in the last number of years, the prices and the toughness to get in NBA All-Star games. I mean, it, it's a big entertainment deal. It brings in all sorts of celebrities from the sports world and music world and way beyond. It's a tough ticket to get, and it is an expensive ticket, Cal. Yeah, it really is. I don't even – the Sunday thing is almost not even uh, possible, you know, for the, for the, for the normal uh, person. So – yeah, uh, hopefully you know people can get out and do some of the stuff tomorrow at least, and and kind of the uh, uh, the fan experience and all that stuff. I mean that's more kind of down our alley, I guess. But uh, but yeah, it's it just really is. It's a uh, it's almost like a Super Bowl type of a situation, which you know we were lucky enough to have here a few you know several years ago now. I guess it's been, but uh, but yeah, it's just it is tough. But it's kind of like the uh, you know the Big Ten. Uh, football championship or the Big Ten basketball tournament when they have it here and they have the fan experience. So hopefully people can make it down for that. And there's a lot of different things going on, you know, even today and then tomorrow uh, that are more, I think, centric to, you know, kind of the common person like you and me. All right, uh, Kyle, high school basketball state tournament pairings Sunday night. That's always kind of the official start of postseason for me. We know when that happens, we're just a week or two away from uh, some really good basketball here throughout the state for a number of weeks, which is exciting to think about. Uh, is there one or two things you'll be watching most closely Sunday when the draw is uh, picked there at the IHSA offices? Yeah, it's funny. I was actually just uh, writing something about that a little bit, uh, kind of some storylines to watch going into the sectional draw. And, you know, for our purposes up here, it's it's really sectional 8, sectional 10, which, you know, that's Noblesville and uh, and Lawrence North will uh, be the hosts of those two. But and I think especially sectional 8 this year has probably taken the, you know, maybe taken the um, uh, spotlight a little bit more uh, because there are just so many really really good teams in that in that sectional which you'll be played in noblesville but you know i it, it's a it's one where i think you know it's a six-teamer so you'll have two teams that get a get a buy and uh, or four teams to get a buy um into the uh into the uh, uh semifinal round on friday so you know i think playing the uh the opening games will be tougher just because it's so balanced you've got so many teams i think five in the top 11 by the Sagarin that are in that one. So uh, really tough. And then uh, Greenfield Central, which I know uh, Braylon Mullins has been a name, obviously that's on the radar for everybody and, you know, what he's been doing as a junior. And he'll be, you know, their team's undefeated. They're the last one. But I don't even know that they're the uh, favorite necessarily in that sectional at Greenfield where New Pal, uh, Anderson, Mount Vernon, Richmond are all in there. They probably are the favorite, but not by much. Uh, that, that'll that be a good sectional. And, 
like I mentioned, the uh, sectional 10 at Lawrence North, always really good. Uh, LN, Cathedral, Attics, uh, Warren, you know, those teams, it's always a fun one. So, and then I think, the def- lastly, the defending champs, how do they, you know, Ben Davis should be a pretty significant favorite in their sectional. Uh, and I think I think they should probably move on. But uh, there's some teams like Franklin Central beat them uh, earlier in the season. So, you know, a lot of good uh, matchups there. Uh, obviously, in our area, there's a lot of really heavy sectionals in the 4A level. Absolutely. Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, enjoy a great basketball weekend. We'll talk again next Friday when the pairings will be set and we'll be in the final days of the regular season. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Matt. Thanks. All right, Kyle, with us on Fridays to wrap up the show, to wrap up the week. Have a great weekend. Again, we have Bedford at New Albany tonight, 7-10 airtime in that contest from the Doghouse at New Albany High School. And, of course, IU Northwestern on Sunday. We'll carry that from the IU Network. But enjoy All-Star Weekend. It's a big showcase of the Hoosier State. And uh, be vigilant of some potential weather coming in a little bit later tonight. Have a great weekend. Back Monday, this is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Mm -hmm.